In today's show, we look back at Wednesday in the NBA. A lot of playoff seeds were secured. What does that mean for the rest of the week? Not good things, I'm guessing. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, eight game day, a lot of seeding decisions locked up, especially in the Eastern Conference, which makes the final four days of this year, of this regular season, absolutely rife for shenanigans. It is going to be shenaniganized up the absolute wahoo, and good luck. That's all I'll say. Good luck. Can't wait to do my analysis on these playoff weeks or these last weeks of the season to see how it comes out. But we, let's talk about what is actually going on at the moment, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. The Spurs and Blazers play each other tomorrow. Both teams desperately want to lose. The Spurs can theoretically catch the Rockets for the number two overall odds if they lose. The Blazers can stave off the fast-finishing Wizards and Pacers. Because if the Blazers win, they might be able to get overtaken. So they both want to lose. So what have they done? Well, Devontae Graham is out for the Spurs. Vassell is out. McDermott is out. Um, Sohan is out. Keldon Johnson's listed questionable. He's out. Um, Romeo Langford's questionable. Probably actually helps if he plays. Um, Zach Collins is probable. I think there's going to be a lot of weird stuff going on. I think it's going to be worse on the Portland side because we already know that Simons, Nurkic, Johnson, Grant, Lillard, Reddish, Oh, not Rich. Winslow are out. They have listed Nasir Little as out and Matisse Thibel as doubtful. These are the fakest injuries I've ever heard of. Fake, 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 fake. Cam Reddish is questionable. He won't play. Trenton Watford is questionable. He likely won't play. And wouldn't you know it, Shaden Sharp just happens to have some knee tendinopathy. Wow. Absolutely shocking stuff. Couldn't believe it that he showed up with it. What? How's the luck? No wonder this team is bad. They've got so many injuries. They've just been snake bitten. It's unbelievable. What's going on with their injury? Shaden Sharp on the injury report. I would say there is no chance that he plays. None. No chance whatsoever. They're going to be... I think Skylar Mays might be too good to play, although he's not listed on the injury report. They've got Drew Eubanks and Kevin Knox as probable and Trenton Watford as questionable. Prepare yourself for a ton of Justin Manea, Jonathan Williams, John Butler, Jabari Walker, Shaq Harrison, Kevin Knox, Skylar Mays. It is going to be bullshit tomorrow. Wait till you get a little bit more information about who is actually in or out, but I do not expect the questionable guys, Calden Johnson, Shaden Sharp, Trenton Watford, Cam Reddish to play. Um, Andrew Wiggins is not playing in the regular season. He wasn't a guy that I suggested to pick up anyway. If you did pick him up, go and drop him. He's, he's not going to play. In the regular season, the Jazz are sitting once again, Larry Markin with that hand problem. It's shockingly hard. It must be so bad, that hand injury. Um, will he play any of the final two games? I, I, I doubt it. But they've been doing the two games off, one game on. So maybe. And Colin Sexton came back, took 15 shots in 14 minutes, and has to sit again for injury management. Cool, I guess. We're not adding Colin Sexton, obviously. They have a weekend back-to-back to end the season, and there is zero chance he's playing both of those ones. 
Um, so I think we're just going to, again, lean into Dunn, Abaji, Horton Tucker, Shamanich, Fontecchio, Jones, because Kessler's out. So more nonsense going on there. For the Nuggets, they are, are they locked in? 99% locked in. I think that will change with the Grizzlies losing today. I think that should change and lock them in at 100%, but that hasn't updated just yet. I'm just double-checking that. Yeah, the Grizzlies only have that, that. I'll get back to that later on because that hasn't updated, but that should lock them in at number one now. And Jokic is questionable. Jamal Murray is questionable. Don't be shocked if those guys sit or play really limited minutes. They've got three games in four nights to end the season here, the Nuggets. So yeah, I would be pretty shocked if they play all of these games coming up. And the Cavs locking in as well. Um, they're sitting everybody. Don Mitchell, Eucalyptus Ev, the Koala, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Jarrett Allen, Karis LeVert. Their five best players are out. So you're going to get big opportunities for guys like Hal Neto, for Chetty Osman. You're going to get Ricky Rubio. You're going to get Robin Lopez, who becomes stream options. You're going to get Dean Wadey Wade, although he's been getting good minutes and not doing anything. But the shots have to go somewhere. So you're going to get a lot of Osman. You're going to get tons of Hal Neto. You're going to get quite a bit of Rubio, quite a bit of Wade. You're going to get big opportunities to stream with all those Cavs out. And expect this to be the norm for lots of different teams because... In the Eastern Conference, the Bucks are locked in at one. They cannot move. The Boston Celtics are locked in at one. They cannot move. The Sixers are locked in at three. They also cannot move. The Cavs are locked in at four. They cannot move. The New York Knicks are locked in at five, but of course their coach is a maniac and played 40 minutes to Emmanuel quickly today. To be fair, they did sit um, Brunson and Barrett today. I don't think those guys are going to play moving forward. They are locked in. The Nets are 99% likely to be at six. The Heat are 97% likely to be at 7. The Hawks are 95% likely to be at 8. The Raptors are 96 likely to be at 9. And the Bulls are absolutely locked in at 10. So the Bulls are going to play on Friday. And I would be stunned if Vooch, Levine, and DeRozan play. Now, they're probably going to play Sunday in limited minutes. So they don't have too long of a break without playing. But they are effectively done. So you're going to have some Drummond. or not done, but you have big opportunities for Drummond, for Kobe White, for Dalen Terry. Watch for like a Marco Simonovic or a Terry Taylor. Yeah, the Red Rooster might get some minutes for the Bulls on Friday. Lots of stuff is going to happen, and we might actually get more of this Eastern Conference seating locked up. It is basically set. These teams just need to win one more game. Nets, Heats, Hawks. If, I think if the Nets and the Heat win a game, then the seating is locked up. The West, I'll update that later because there's still some Western Conference games. Um, going on. We'll do that when we get through, but a lot of that is locked up. It's nowhere near as settled because you've got five through 10, five through 11 still undecided in the West, whereas in the East, it's it's done. It is locked up. Um, so yeah, be aware there is going to be tons of stuff happening. The Sixers have already listed Tyrese Maxey and De'Anthony Melton questionable for tomorrow's game. So you're going to have Shake Milton. You're going to have Jaden Springer become a stream option at some point. Yeah. The package. So lots of stuff is going to happen over the next coming days, and you have to be nimble. You have to be available to make these moves and check your waiver wire and make sure your ads are there because it's going to get wild, especially in the East where everything is settled. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Watching the closet grow after purchasing all of this season's latest trends? How about watching your cashback grow with each purchase with Ibotta? We're always throwing money at something, kids' school supplies, new house project. The list goes on. Do you say project or project? I don't even know what I say. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account 
and upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It is that easy. A typical basket of groceries was over 50 bucks more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. You could earn two and a half times that back in cash back from Ibotta or even more, depending on how much you use Ibotta. Ibotta gives you real cash back on hundreds of online brands as well and retailers um, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So right now, Ibotta is also offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. Um, Let's look at the most added players. Most leagues are done, thankfully. So the percentage changes on these guys is not particularly high. Bruce Brown has gone up 4%. I think that he will sit some games, but with Murray and Jokic likely out and some of them, yeah, he's a good ad. Jalen Duran, finally, big minutes. Wow, what a shock he's producing. Yeah, we love that. Sadiq Bay didn't really do much today, but as long as DeAndre Hunter's out and the Hawks are locked in, I think Hunter might miss this week. Bay solid. Josh Green, well, I don't know. I don't know about Josh Green because the Mavericks won today. The spoiler alert for later on the show, and they are still alive. And as long as they're alive, then Luca and Kyrie will continue to play, and Green's value will be down. Rob Williams up 2% because Al Horford was out. I think that there's a real chance that Rob sits a couple of these ones or, or sits the rest of the regular season. That's possible. Alex Caruso didn't even play today. Killian Hayes up 2%. That's a solid ad, as is Fima Luke up 2%. The most dropped players, Denny Avdia, is down 7%. Yep, fair enough. I don't think he's playing again this season. Xavier T. Ullman down 3%. Stinky Gabe yesterday. He was off today. The Grizzlies are basically locked in. If you want to drop him, no worries. Marvin Bagley, I think his season's done. He's down 3%. KJ Martin down 2 Maybe a little bit aggressive to have dropped him, but okay, fine, whatever. Um, Lowry Markinen down 2%. I think he's done. Mark Williams down 2%. Well, hi, Mark. I think he's going to start their last two games. And if he was on my wire, I would add him. I think he's going to be useful. Trenton Watford down two. I don't think he's going to play well. Nick Richards down 2%. Yeah, I think you'll find better options to stream in than Nick, um, whether that is a random Dominic Barlow game or a random bloody Sandro Mamakalishvili game or a bloody Zebra John Butler game in Portland. There's going to be some random stuff happening. Whereas Richards is likely sort of locked in to be the backup center for the last two games for the Charlotte Hornets. First game, Knicks, Pacers. The Knicks got the win. They um, they sat some guys, but then played everyone else a lot of minutes. 138, 129. No Brunson, no Barrett, no Randall. We know Randall's done. Um, Barrett might return. Brunson's had this hand problem quite a bit. I think he might be done. But look, this is insane, right? Okay, you sit those guys, but 43 minutes for Grimes against the Pacers team that wants to lose. 43 minutes for Toppin. 40 minutes for Quickly. 37 minutes for Josh Hart. Just ease up, Thomas. We don't need this. Quickly, 39, 6, and 9, two steals and seven, seven threes. It's an amazing game. All right, and if we believe the in, in the insanity of Thibodeau, then we'll roll quickly the rest of the way. Same as Grimes, who is on just an insane. Well, it is. It's not even insane. It's insane. It is a crazy run. 36, 6, and 5, five triples and three steals. He has been a huge beneficiary from Randall being absent. And part of the problem we had with Grimes at the start of the season was, going, how's he going to get enough touches? With Brunson, with Barrett, with Randall. Well, all he needed with touches was touches, obviously. And here we are, dropping some absolute bombs on us. Love it. And then Obi Toppin, 43 minutes, 32, three and six with five threes. Toppin has not really benefited from Randall being out. Now, and that sounds stupid. It's the fact that Barrett and Brunson were also out because... They didn't play him when it was only Randall. He played 20 minutes. So 
yeah, look, those, I expect those guys to be out. So Toppin's fine, but it's not a Randall thing. Those things aren't related. Well, not really anyway. Joshy Hart, 6-12 and 7, four steals and a block. That's a great fantasy line. Well, Mitchie Robinson, what a line this is from old Mitch. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. 14 and 16 with seven blocks and two steals. Now, he's sort of been losing a little bit of playing time to Isaiah Hartenstein, but he got it back in this one. There's still some ups and downs, I guess, in terms of how their playing time is going to go, and maybe he becomes victim to a sit at some stage. For the Pacers, again, Halliburton's not coming back. Turner's not coming back. Let's let's be fair here. They started Jalen Smith as the rotating centers continued, but it doesn't really matter that much for Sticks. Stand by your man! Because... He gets 27 minutes a night if he starts or doesn't. 19 points, two triples, two steals, three blocks. He is a 12-team league guy. And Isaiah Jackson's getting 21 minutes. Well, he actually played 22 here. 10 and 8 with a block. That's enough for a 12-team as well. TJ McConnell's only playing 22, but what a game. 18, 5, and 12 with two steals. He's still putting up very strong numbers. While they just keep easing off Buddy Heald. He still played 22 minutes and was good, but every game seems to be fewer minutes for Bud. 13, 2, and 6. Is solid enough. Um, Nempard was all right, 12, 3, and 9. Mathur and Shop Pauly, but 17, 8, and 4. They're, they're good enough to hold well. It was a stinker from Nora. 11 points, one rebound. He's been a strong rebounder for his size and his position. But he had 11 here on 33%. I think he is worth having. I think Mathur and Nempard, Jackson, Smith, Heald, and McConnell. I think there's seven blokes on this team that are 12 team rosterable players. Nee Smith's probably on the outside looking. And also, shout out to Gabe York for playing 14 minutes. Yeah, the big fella, Gabe York, gets some uh, playing time in these nonsense games. The next one is the Brooklyn Nets. They take care of, care of the Pistons, 123-108. There was no Dorian Finney-Smith. He thinks he'll be back for their next game call. Royce O'Neal stepped it up, 15-7-8, 37 minutes, two blocks. He's been playing better. Hard to say that I love him as a 12-team league guy, but that's obviously really strong. While Claxo had 19-7, two steals and three blocks. This was the second game of a back-to-back as well, so that's encouraging. Mikhail Bridges, another big volume game. 26-3-6, we love it, but two games in a row of stinking percentages. Well, stinking field goal percentage anyway. 39% on 26 attempts is a huge hindrance, and this is my this is my issue with where he might get drafted next season is just that excess load. It just might consistently leave him as a poor efficiency player. We'll see. I, I'm not that down on him, but we'll see. Dinwiddie had six points, but 16 assists. He shot 10%. Wow. And Cammy Johnson, 15 and five with three threes. Good enough games there. Joe Harris got red hot as well. 18 points all from deep, but him and Sumner and Curry and bloody Duke and Smith and Watanabe and Thomas all just sort of rotating minutes. So Cam Thomas didn't play a second in this one after getting seven minutes or so last game. For the Pistons, I can't, man, if, if only they were healthy, they would have been so much better. Um, Magruder was out again. Bogdanovich was out. Bagley was out. Isaiah Livers was out. And then Eugene Marie left due to an ankle sprain. That's not fake. He hurt his ankle. He left after 14 minutes. And that meant that RJ Hampton, Roderick Hampton Jr., played 34 minutes. 27 points, five threes, five rebounds. Good game. Do I trust Roderick to play 34 minutes or shoot 60%? No, I don't. But he could have good minutes and he's at least on the stream board. While Duran, the passport legend, Jalen Duran, 35 minutes, 18 and 8, 82% shooting. Is he better than James Wiseman? I guess that's up to you. Wiseman, 29 minutes, 16 and 3 with a block. He's still okay to have in 12-team leagues, but we're obviously going with Duran. While Jaden Ivey copped a knee to the thigh, went to the locker room, and still played 43 minutes. 23, 5 and 10. Now, at the time of the draft, and my son loves doing this to me because I had a, a stupid reaction when the Kings picked Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey. And of course, Ivey has been much better. Sorry, Murray has been much better than Ivey all season. 
I still maintain that Ivy's probably going to end up being a good player. It's very hard for young guards, despite the common narrative that bigs take longer to develop. It's bullshit. It is guards that take longer to develop. Um, but we're starting to see something here from Ivy. I'm still not sure how it all works for him when he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much when Kate is there. Um, but I'm still seeing quite a bit of interest from him. And I think he might be a pretty intriguing player next season. A year under his belt. Think the trajectory of a Darius Garland. Intrigued to see what Jaden can do. Hayes was bad, four points. But he did have six assists and two steals. If you need assists and steals, he's your man. And we had uh, Corey Joseph play 30 minutes, of course. 12, 3, and 4 with four triples. Cool. Good for him. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fangio. The NBA playoffs are almost here. We can taste it. And now it's the perfect time to download Fangio, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the Fangio Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, point scorers, rebounds, parlays, whatever you want, it is all there. Let's look, anything changed in the Rookie of the Year or regular season MVP award? Probably not. Paolo is gigantic favorite, minus 4,500. If that gives you any idea whether they think that Jalen Williams is going to uh, get up, they don't. But Williams is very clearly in at second. And then they've got Mather and Kessler uh, equal third in the odds there. You can check all that out over at Fangio. You can also combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss that chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanjul.com slash locked on. That's fanjul.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanjul, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The next one, another team that is just shutting shit down. The Washington Wizards lose to the Hawks 134-116. The final score here. The Wizards, I would be pretty shocked if Beal, Porzingis, Kuzma, Avdia, Morris, or Wright, or Gibson play again. I don't think they will. You could make an argument that Avdia returns. I won't make that argument. You could make the argument that Delon Wright returns. I'm pretty skeptical. I think they're going to be very happy running out Jay Huff for good minutes. Now, they went with Huff over Gafford in terms of minutes, but Gafford still produced. 23 minutes as a starter, 25 and 10 with one steal, two blocks. Nine of nine from the line. I don't get that from Gaff too often. But the big fella, Jay Huff, that's two big games in a row. Top 100, 14-4, three assists, one steal, three blocks, two triples. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's addable. That's addable. Jordy Goodwin, 10, 2 and 6 with four steals and a block. That's addable, as is John Davis. 20 and 7, two steals, two blocks. He is racking up big numbers. Absolutely a 12-team league option. Kispert, since I said, you know what, he's going to get all these shots, he's going to be great, he's been dreadful, and this is always the problem. When you do nothing else, when you can do nothing else apart from shoot, and they don't go in, well, then you're in real trouble, aren't you? 12 points, two triples, nothing else, 42%. I would still hold him, but we got better production from Kendrick Nunn, who had 15-1-4. and four. Even Xavier Cooks had 6-6 six and six with a steal and a block, not that we're adding him. I would have Gafford, Huff, Goodwin, Davis, Kispert as 12-team options on this team. For the Hawks, there was no Bogdanovich. There was no Hunter. Bogdan should return next game, but I think they're going to be pretty careful in resting these guys given that they can't really move from their position. They're not 100% locked in. What are they? 95% locked in. They can go from eight down to nine. So they'd love to stay at number eight, but I reckon they can do that pretty simply. Let's have a look at their remaining schedule. They play They play. Or they play. play the Sixers and the Celtics, who are both going to be resting. So the Hawks are going to nab one win there and they will be locked in at their current seeding, which is at number eight, which I think they will prefer. So yeah, there'll be some rest coming here. The Baptist, only 26 minutes for Johnny Collins, but 23 points because you know why he's playing fewer minutes? Jalen Johnson's good. Oh yeah, 16 and eight, 23 minutes. 
Didn't have anything else, but I'm really enjoying what Jalen's doing. He is a real sneaky breakout guy next season, I think. DeJounte had 19 and 7. Trey had 25, 2 and 16. But we only got 15 minutes out of uh, Kerning legend, Clint Capella. Lisa needs braces. Um, he played 15 minutes, 9 and 8 with 3 blocks. That's still good. But we still didn't get big Okongwu minutes. 24 minutes for Nyeka. 6-6 six, six and 3, 2 steals and a block. Probably one of his worst games, to be honest. We still roll with him. While the depressed penis had only 10 points in 25. And Adrian Griffin dropped in 16 in 24. There's going to be an opportunity here for Jalen and Griffin. Um, and even maybe an Aaron Holiday to become a streamer. As played 8 or 20 minutes for 8 points. But the guys I'm really looking at are going to be Griffin and Johnson. And, and maybe even Bay. If they do start to sit guys locking up that seeding position. Which I do think they will. The next one. The Chicago Bulls lost in a pretty yeah, not great way. But that's fine. They're locked in at 10 now. They can't go anywhere. The Bucks 105. Chicago 92. Um, for the Bulls, as I said earlier, they said that you know, they're not sure if they're going to rest guys on Friday. They are 100% going to rest guys on Friday. Do not expect Caruso, Levine, DeRozan, or Vooch to play. It's Vooch. It's Vooch. They'll come back and play a little bit on Sunday. 25 minutes or whatever to get themselves into just a bit of rhythm heading into their playing game, but there's no way they're playing Friday. So Vooch had 21-11. Sure. Like if you want to drop, drop. I, I, it, let me let me rephrase that. I Going by everything that I understand about this team, given that I know where they're locked in, given the words and I'm trying to translate what the coaches say, they're not playing Friday. They will play Sunday. But if you want to drop someone to get a player in for Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, and it involves dropping a Vooch or a DeRozan, because you might, they might play 20 minutes on Sunday. I think that's a risk you consider. It's not guaranteed. The coach hasn't said they're out. I'm saying they're out. But the coach has not said that. I think we look at Kobe White. 14 points, 6 rebounds, 2 threes. Not a great game, but I think he'll play a fair bit. And then the big avocado, Andre Drummond. If he plays 30 minutes, he'll, he'll have a huge game on Friday. Paddy Beverly, after really struggling, had some big games. 8-5 and 7, 4 steals and a block. We love that. I think he is at risk of resting a little bit too. Levine was bad. 13-5 and 7 on 29%. DeRozan was worse. 8 points on 25%. I think he didn't score until the second half, DeRozan. He did have 6 assists and 2 steals. Though, while Pat Williams started with Caruso out, and this is why I don't believe in this guy. 6 points, 2 triples, 25% shooting, no defensive stats. Absolutely not a must-roster 12-team league guy. The other guys you can consider who I think will be interesting... For the next game would be Dale and Terry. I think you get some Drummond. I think you get a bit of Derek Jones. I think you get some Kobe White and maybe some Dasumu who become Friday streamers. For the Bucks, they are absolutely locked in now at number one. Giannis didn't play this game. Grayson Allen's out for the regular season. Uh, Pat Connaughton, I don't think, is going to play rest of the season. And then Chris Middleton came out after eight minutes and they said, oh, it's a knee soreness. He's done. That's his regular season done. When they're locked in at number one, they're saying he re-aggravated the knee soreness and they doesn't these games don't matter anything he's done he's not playing again again the coach did not say that they said oh we're not sure he's uncertain yeah i'm 100% certain that you know that he's not uncertain and you know that he's out he's done surely again i've gotten about 99% of those trying predictions of who's out who's in situations right down the end of the season i think this will be another one we'll see i think there's big risk of drew holiday and Brook Lopez sitting games so you're going to have Javon Carter who had 16 4 and 2 with four threes he's going to be in the mix Jay Crowder, oh man, could we couldn't have a more timely reminder of this bloke. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Last game, what, 16, 17 points, five triples, nine rebounds. This game, zero points on 0 of 5 shooting. I can't trust shit with this guy. Even if he plays 30 minutes, I don't think I'd want to add him. 
Jingle and Joe had um, nine points with three threes in 24 minutes. And Wesley Matthews started with Middleton out in the second half. He went seven and eight with a steal and a block. I don't think I would add him. The guy that you absolutely want is Bob Portis, who had 27-13 with six threes. Although, he might be good enough that they rest him. But he's going to absolutely feast here. I don't know whether Giannis is coming back. I think Giannis might play a game, but what for? Like, honestly, there's literally no reason. They are locked in. Giannis has got a knee problem. Sit him down. There's no reason for him to come back. The Raptors lose to the Celtics 97-93. Gaz Trent returned, and he went scoreless in 16 minutes. Yeah, I think we can jack him. Get that garbage out of here! They are, um, they are locked in, basically. Where are they? They are 96% chance of the 90. They can't go down. They may be able to go up, but it's going to require Atlanta losing all their games. So... I think that they, although Nick Nurse is a maniac again, I think there is a risk of guys sitting, but we had 39 minutes for Barnes, 40 minutes for Ananobi, 37 for Van Vliet, but yeah, I think we'll get some sits here. Van Vliet, 14% shooting, yuck, 7-4-5. OG was strong, 12-4 with four steals and three blocks, but shot poorly. Barnes, after yesterday's disaster, had 18-8-5 with two steals, and Siakam had 28-11-4 with two steals. Good games. Siakam's back top 10 over the last week. But I think there's going to be some rest here. So maybe that means Trent's an option. I wouldn't feel particularly strong with using him. And they are limiting Jakob Pertl. Just 23 minutes for him, 10 and 7, as they're giving Achua and Boucher minutes. Today, it was Achua who had 16 and 9. And I think there is a real chance that in some of these games remaining, that enough players are out that Precious is able to put up good numbers. Jeff Doughton has finished his two-way game, so he's probably not going to benefit. But you might see someone like a Malachi Flynn or even old mate Will Barton step into a sizable role. Although Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Barton, Will Barton had zero points in 14 minutes because he's bad. For the Celtics, they're locked in at number two. They were resting Tatum, Smart, and Horford in this game, and they will definitely be looking at resting Brogdon, White, Rob Williams, and Jalen Brown in their coming games. Brogdon, 35 minutes, 29, 5, and 3. We love it. Derek White, 40 minutes, 17, 4, and 2. Two steals, a block, two triples. Looked like he hurt his ankle twice, but stayed in. He is going to sit games. Rob Williams played 31 minutes. Oh, that is eye-opening. Seven and eight and a steal and a block. Is he going to sit games? Probably. Jalen Brown came back after last game's terrible injury that kept him out of yesterday, but he was back and played 39 minutes. JB, you've done it again. Shot horribly, but had 25, 11, and five. Missed both his free throws on 37 usage. We are going to get a lot of the moose. Mike Muscala, 32 minutes for him here, 12 and six with three threes. A lot of Sam Hauser, who had 28 minutes with six rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. And usually, he'll shoot better than 13%. He might become a stream guy. You'll see some Grant Williams, but he remains a terrible fantasy player. He had two points in his 19 minutes. And you're going to get some Cabangele. You're going to get some J.D. Davison playing down the stretch. I think, given the uncertainty of who's in, who's out, who's in what day, who's out what day, it's hard to get too excited about a Hauser or a Mascala, or less so even a Cornette or a Griffin. But there's going to be opportunities for these guys to do a little bit more over their final couple of games for the season. The next game was pretty crazy, to be honest. The Grizzlies lose in overtime to the Pelicans, 138-131. I don't know how it got to overtime. They were down by like six with 10 seconds left, the Grizzlies, and somehow tied it up, and they end up losing in overtime. The Grizzlies are shutting guys down as well. Ja Morant was out of this one. Um, Luke Kennard was out. Tillman was out. And then, uh, not Xavier Tillman. Tillman was out. Santi Aldama started in place of Tillman and played seven minutes. They are going to, again, I would guess, sit guys. They are basically locked in at the two. Well, and now, that we, uh, now that we've updated the Western Conference, by the way, the Nuggets are locked at number one. So Jokic, Murray, they're sitting games. Porter, they're sitting. Like, it's going to happen. 
So fire up your Peyton Watsons, your Bruce Browns, your Reggie Jacksons. They're sitting games. The Grizzlies, uh, they basically, what do they need to do here? They don't have the tie break against the Kings, so they need to win. They need to win one game. Yeah, they need to win one more game. The Grizzlies, if they lose two and Sacramento wins two, then the Grizzlies are down to three. But if we have a look who Memphis is playing, who is Memphis playing? Milwaukee and OKC. Okay, so the Bucks aren't going to have anyone going pretty much. So I think that should be all right. But they did sit a whole bunch of players here in this one, Memphis. Um, I think they're pretty comfortable where they are. Jaron played 41. Oh, this is how you know like, they're, they're going to sit some guys here. 41 for Jaron. 40 points, nine rebounds, three threes, one steal, and four blocks. One of the biggest fantasy success stories this season. And I just didn't know when he was going to come back. So I said, look, take him in round 10. Um, and it worked out perfectly. It doesn't always work out that way, but that's the area that I want to take risks on guys who come into the season with significant lower body injuries. If you took Rob Williams around the same spot, it blew up in your face and it didn't work at all. But Jaron worked better than... And he do not ever use that as a justification for taking a person with a broken foot heading into the season. Just not a good idea. But he was great. Tyus Jones, 43 minutes, 13, 8, and 12, four steals and a block. If Jar misses games, we just use him. It's straightforward stuff. While Dylan Brooksy. Brooks. The world. 25 and 6 with 5 threes and 2 steals. Do not rely upon him for that. While well, Baino had 24, 4 and 5, Desmond Bain in 44 minutes. Ken Lofton. I said we're going to have to watch him and David Roddy, the, uh, the big Chungus brothers. Roddy had 7 and 6 in 38 minutes and Lofton 6, 5 and 3 in 23. There will be a game that these guys, one of those guys pops into the top 10 players of the day. I'm pretty sure it'll happen in one of these games if they're resting players. So just keep an eye on Roddy, keep an eye on Lofton and see who who sits, who doesn't. Good game from Concha. 10, 9 and 4 for Lil John. Yeah! With a steal and a block. He's going to have some opportunities here as well. The Pelicans, Herbalife Jones, 45 minutes, 30, 44 minutes, 35 points. Five threes, seven rebounds, three blocks. He had really started to stink, and the last couple of games has turned it on massively. They are locked in. Look, oh, actually, no, they're not locked in. They can get to the eighth seed. Are they? No, let me have a look. Pelicans. Well, no, this is where we go to the Western Conference, where it's a bit all over the place. They are 18% chance of having the eight seed, 37 of having the nine seed, 19 of the seven, 17 of the six, and nine of the five. So they are still pushing. So we are expecting some still some big performances here. They need to keep winning the Pelicans in order to um, keep themselves as high in the standings as possible. Trey Murphy, what happens to Trey Murphy when Zion returns? 46 minutes, 30 points, 7 threes, 4 assists, 3 steals. Who goes to the bench? Does it, is it Trey? Is it Herb? Who Who is it? I honestly don't know. You, it's so hard. Look, they've already tried benching him once for Josh Richardson. What happens with Trey? He's unbelievably good. And he's on a huge run at the moment. CJ, 31, 10, and 6 with six threes. There was a period in the middle of the season back to Trey where he lost all confidence. He wasn't taking shots. Nothing was going right. And then they benched him. And then he came back and went, all right, shh, double birds. Let's fire up. And he's been dominating. Where he fits on this team moving forward is a big, big question mark. Valanciunas got into foul trouble. Four points, three blocks, 19 minutes. And that meant Nance played 34 minutes. He didn't do much. Four, nine, and five. We don't need to get too excited. We don't need to add Nance. Well, so we hold Valanciunas. This was a foul trouble thing. Well, Joshy Richards had 15 minutes. We don't add him, obviously. And Ingram had 24, six, and 13 with two steals and a block. Good numbers from those guys. And CJ also uh, 31, 10, and six with six threes in this game. It looked like the Mavericks were done. The Kings were up big early. And then Kyrie said, nah, let's go crazy. And he did. 123, 119, they beat the Kings. The Kings played their guys pretty decent minutes. 
The Kings are um, basically locked at number three. They can maybe get to number two. They can't go lower than three. They didn't require Memphis to lose both. They'd need to win both. It doesn't seem that likely that it's going to happen. So they are basically locked in at the three. They play the Warriors and the Nuggets. So they're going to get an auto win against the Nuggets, I'd think, on the final day. The Warriors are still battling, though. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, Fox had 28, 5, and 8. Pretty strong game for De'Aaron Fox. Lost the bonus, triple-doubled. And Fanta Pants had 14, 6, and 3 with three steals and two threes. Kevin Herter's minutes continue to be all over the place. Are they 23 or are they 33? Who knows? Nobody. It changes every game. Keegan Murray was all right. 11 and 9. That's nothing so good. While Monk had 13, 5 and 4. Again, pretty pretty solid. You use them if we know they're going to be trying. The pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Just empty bullshit here. 16 and 5, 30 minutes. No other numbers. He's not a must-roster guy. There are many weird players who are going to open up into big minutes. Shout-out to you, Jonathan Williams, who are going to step up and do a little bit more than Barnes does, I think. For the Mavericks, just this was last ditch for them, and we got huge stuff from Kyrie. 31, 4, and 8, 2 steals and 6 threes. Luka, still pretty good, 29, 10, and 6. And Timmy Hardaway, big Hardaway game, 24, 4, and 4. We don't get those all that often. We do sometimes. You just can't trust it. And we also got a big late performance from Christian Wood. 25 minutes for the Crucifix, 14 and 4, 3 blocks and 3 threes. He's still very hard to trust in terms of minutes, but he is getting more now, so he's back sort of in the good books. Good minutes from Joshy Green, 31 minutes, 10 and 9, but him and Kleber and Bullock and Hardy, their minutes are all over the place. Like Bullock played 17. Kleber went from playing 29 down to 15. Hardy played 14 minutes. You can't trust any of this shit on this team. And if they get eliminated and Luca and Kyrie are out, then we fire up Jaden Hardy and Josh Green, but otherwise, uh, we do not. The last game of the night, the Lakers and the Clippers. The Clippers win their 11th consecutive game over the Lakers. They've won 36 of the last 43 games over the Lakers. Uh, that's a pretty crazy stat that came out today that I saw. Um, yeah, this puts the Clippers into the five seed in the West because uh, they do have the tiebreaker over the Warriors. So they move, they're 42-38. They move ahead of the Warriors into the five seed. It's still pretty messy in that zone there. So the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, Pelicans, Wolves, they're all still Thunder Mavs. They're all still fighting to either get in the playoffs or for seeding. So that's still all alive there. No one's secure anything. The Clippers are in a pretty good spot though for that um, fifth seed now. And they get the, 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 the benefit, I guess, of playing the Suns. Is that a benefit? I don't know. But that's what they'll probably end up having to do. As for this game, it was a back-to-back for the Lakers. They played overtime yesterday, so we weren't sure whether we we're going to see LeBron or Davis. And we did see them, probably for too long. I don't know why Darvin Ham kept these guys in the game as long as he did, because it was silly. LeBron was great, 33-8-7 with four threes. Davis only played 32 minutes. He had 17-11 to steal and two blocks. And Austin Reeves got to 20 points in 31 minutes. And D'Angelo Russell played 40 minutes. At least he didn't play yesterday. 15, 3, and 7. But apart from those guys, it was pretty rough. Like, they all did their job, right? But the bench was bad. Rui Hachimura went back to being Rui Hachimura. Four points in 17 minutes. Beasley, seven points in 13. Troy Brown did nothing. Wenyan Gabriel was the um, backup center over Mobamba. Six points for him in 16 minutes. Dennis Schroeder had two points in 13 minutes. I think you can feel good about dropping him. And Troy Brown played 19 minutes. It's really those just four guys. James Davis. Reeves and Russell, who are 12-team options. Even Jared Vanderbilt Bar played only 25 minutes and had 8-6. and six. You can do significantly better than having Vanderbilt on your roster. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard played the entire second half. I think he played 33 consecutive minutes because he played the end of the second half, end of the first half, then all of the second half, ended with 43 minutes, 
25, 7, and 4 on elite shooting. Amazing how good he has been. Up to 18th on the season per game after such a rocky start. He's been unbelievably good. Norman Powell was awesome too. 27 points, 4 assists, 2 steals, a block, 35 minutes. With him getting those minutes, we saw Gordon's playing time down. We saw Terrence Mann's down as well. So Powell's a good add. Well, the big stiffy, the five-minute man. Bones Highland also went off. I feel a little bit less interested in using him, 14 in 21 minutes, because that I think a lot of that came in like one quarter. Um, but we saw pre-game Ty Lue said, hey, I'm going to make a change here. I want to do something with our rotation for more defensive versatility. His decision was to remove their best defender from the rotation. That's Bob Covington. So they went nine deep, Covington out. We thought there'd be a debate between Covington and Highland as who would get the ninth spot. They were running 10 for a couple of games. Not anymore. Well, Eric Gordon's also back, so Covington's out. Gordon had nine points with three threes. Batum had five in 30 minutes, although he was a plus 13. Um, Mann played 19 minutes. So Gordon, Mann, Batum... Really hard to get excited about any of them in 12-teamers. Big minutes for Zubats, and we haven't really seen that much lately. 17 and 13 with two steals and a block. Probably a little bit matchup dependent. And his big minutes meant that Westbrook only played 21 minutes in this one. Price of the brick going up. 14-3 and 4 with a steal and block. But he does remain an option at the moment because he has been playing significantly better um, over the last couple of weeks than he was earlier in the season. Not all else to talk about there, I don't think. Let's get to the lines of the night. The Monstrous is Jaron Jackson Jr. Your uh, waiver wire line of the night is Obi Toppin. He's got a chance to keep doing this if these players continue to sit out. Uh, young gun is Quentin Grimes, who was awesome. And the dud of the night is Gaz Trent. Your top 10 players in category leagues today, Jaron at number one, quickly two, Grimes three, Herb Jones four, Gafford five, LeBron at six, Tyus Jones at seven, Siakam eight, Drew Holiday at nine, and then Obi Toppin comes in at number 10. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Number one is Toppin. Just spoke about that. While um, Brunson's out and Barrett's out. He needs two guys out, and then he's a really good ad. Number two is RJ Hampton. Who knows? With Omaroy getting hurt, they gave big minutes to him. I don't really trust the shooting, but maybe we consider it. Sticks, Jalen Smith. Yes, I would add him. And amazingly, I'm telling you guys to add Jay Huff. What the hell? Yeah, I think he's an ad. Uh, Pat Beverly was pretty good today. I'm in doubt that he plays enough over the next couple of games. Royce O'Neal, probably not that interested. Dylan Brooks, I think he's going to sit some games. So I wouldn't get excited there. Aaron Holiday, eh, probably not. Precious Chua is an interesting one. If they do limit Pirtle or sit him, Precious might have a couple of good games, enough for streaming. And then Jordan Goodwin probably is a 12-team ad. For the top 10 players in points leagues today, number one was Jackson, followed by quickly Mitchie Robinson, Quentin Grimes, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, LeBron James, Tyus Jones, Pascal Siakam, and Luka Doncic. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.